Hey, welcome to A Little Better. My name's Daniel. I'll be your host. Today, we talk about the silliest thing you've ever been angry about and what to do about your anger. We can't wait to dive into this week's episode. Remember, our goal on the podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of His Spirit, do better so together we can be a little better. Hey, welcome to A Little Better. We're super excited to dive in uh, to week three of our Summer on the Mount series from our speaker this past weekend, Mr. The One, The Only, Connell Christensen. Nice. I'm present. He's present. There he is. Uh, if you're watching, you get the opportunity to, to see us, uh, mm-hmm. but there there was his voice. It's the second time, right? Second time? Number two. You did a great sermon at the beginning of the year. On was it New Year's? A Year of Lament. A Year of Lament. Yeah, that Are we was still great. lamenting this year? Church, I hope we are. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, you talked a little bit about anger um, this weekend. We'll dive into that in a minute. But I want to give you the opportunity. There's something special with our students uh, coming up. You are the, uh, I don't know, global youth pastor. That's technically not your title, but you're over all of our campuses. Uh, global, worldwide youth pastor. Here we are. Uh, but we're headed to uh, MYM Summer Camp, which is called, what's, it, what's the name of it? The Weekend. The Weekend. We and call it The Weekend. Who's it for? It's for 6th through 12th grade students, so sign them up if yeah. you haven't yet. Yeah, and it's the last weekend in July, but it's technically a five five days, right? Four full days of summer camp, so we call it the weekend, but it's technically a week. <laughs> yeah, kind of, but it's over the weekend. It's over the weekend, so it's Thursday twist. to a Monday uh, in Saranac, a beautiful camp spot. It's amazing. We're excited. Gorgeous. Uh, so it, the cost is three fifty. Three fifty for, for a the student. Whole, the yep. whole week covers travel there and back. All your food there. All the goods. All the great experiences. The paddle boards. If and if you're listening on release day, what do you got? Like a day or two left? No, you, on, on release day you got two weeks, right? Till summer camp leave out. No, I'm gonna end of next week. Then we close the old uh, the registration. That's gonna be July fifteenth. July fifteenth. So you got a few days if you're okay, re- listening to this few week. Days. You got you a got few, few days, days to register. So that's good. Enough enough on that. You can be praying for our students, for yeah. leaders, for uh, speakers, worship leaders that'll be leading out in that camp. Uh, but Connell, give us your <laughs> sermon in sixty seconds. Who sermon in sixty seconds? Yeah, all things anger. Jesus has got the antidote for anger. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, anger affects our life. It's personal. Uh, it's interpersonal. Uh, Jesus in Matthew 5 makes it clear that all bad anger is uh, rooted in our sinful hearts, that it affects us personally, that it affects our relationships. Um, and man, when it comes to anger, we need to pray. We need to act in obedience to God's word and trust. Philippians 1 6, Brad, you even mentioned it uh, in mm-hmm. your sermon, but he will complete the good work that he has started in you as a follower of Christ. So that's my little 60-second reel. Well, just as important, you mentioned Psalms, too. That's the, yeah. That verse is such a great mindset to focus on. He is slow to anger. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's yeah. so good. If you haven't watched or listened to the sermon, you should go back and do it. Uh, but I want to kick off with a, a lighter note. Brad, we're going to start with you. What's <sighs> the silliest thing? Silly now. It's got to be silly. Don't, don't bring some heavy heaviness back to the podcast. Silliest thing you've been angry about. Well, <laughs> I think it's silly. I laugh about it now at the time. My wife and I were on vacation at my mom's house, sleeping in uh, one of her beds, and my wife went to bed before me, and she 
got on the wrong side of the bed, and I wanted to move her to the other side of the bed. Did she, you? She, I wanted to move her. She did not want to move. <laughs> I think I ended up sleeping on the couch. <laughs> And that was silly. There was a perfectly good side of the bed available oh, to geez. me, and I and I ended up on the couch. Connell, what about you? As you know, being on the road, I can get a little, oh, I can get okay. a little angry. But uh, I think the silliest thing, and I'm not a parent, so I want to be cautious because when I maybe when I'm a parent, it won't bother me. Yeah, but parents, we'll fact check you, parents, <laughs> please. <laughs> The right shoe goes on the right foot, oh, no. and the left shoe goes on the left foot. Wow. You can't have your kids walking around with that oh. weird-looking curl in the shoes because they oh, got no. the wrong shoe on the wrong foot. What if oh. they put it on themselves? That, you fix it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be yeah, letting you ever your... heard the old saying, you've made your bed, you can lie in it? You know? <laughs> it's like, if you didn't want help with putting your shoes on, this is what you get. I'm like, bro, you cannot be walking around like that. <laughs> My kids don't even wear shoes, so it's fine. That's okay. Who's the oldest you've seen with shoes on the wrong foot? (laughs) I've seen some like eight, nine year olds, 10 year olds walk around like that. They definitely put them on themselves. And um, it drives me nuts. You can hear it in my voice. Oh, geez. It does. It really feels like you're getting irritated right now. I am. Or a little, maybe I say, angry. (laughs) Think think on the Psalms. Think on the Psalms. That's right. Thank you for being slow to anger, Father. That's so good. Uh, For me, oh, man, it's so hard to think of something. I, I. Based on my personality type, I'm a naturally more just irritated person. My wife would so agree with this, and so like it's it's easy I, for me. I always I like, see that you see I have that? a slow boil of an anger. Okay. Like I get frustrated at a lot of things, but I have to learn to let a lot of things go. So a lot of silly things do make me angry, and over the years, I've I've grown to not let them. I, I could countless things from the way we fold our towels to. How you're one of those peppers get cut, like, uh, and I get frustrated. I'm like, why am I mad at this? Is this is so dumb? If I'm at, l- at least I say, you know, I'll fold that, your towels for I a small price. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fold them the right way, though. Okay, so, but yeah, so I, based on my personality type of of slight, just like my wife does not say I'm not a perfectionist, but she says you are very particular, mm-hmm. uh, is what she says. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, based on my just my wiring of how yes. you know God's made me of just I like things being the right way. And too much, mm-hmm. too often, my definition of right is just how I would do it. So yeah. I um, love my wife. I let her make the bed the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully she's not listening. So oh, <laughs> she's listening. Oh, she uh, knows. We've talked it through. <laughs> so we've given some loose things of like what makes us angry, but let's define anger biblically. What would anger be? We, we know it when we feel it, when we feel us like doing like, the biological definition, but what would like anger be from a biblical definition? Is all anger bad? Uh, What is anger? Yeah. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to a book called good and angry by David Pallison. Um, We'll link that in the show notes. Awesome. He's a, uh, a former counselor. He passed away. He he, uh, passed away just of old age, but writes a great book on good anger, bad anger. And basically he just says, at its core, anger says, I'm against that. I'm against that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's bad anger or good anger, I'm against that thing. Mm-hmm. Now, good anger, uh, 
would really be against a, a sin or an injustice. We see Jesus mm-hmm. get good, righteously angry against sin and injustice mm-hmm. uh, when it when it comes to the Bible. I think bad anger steps into play when we start looking at things in our life that really don't apply to sin or injustice or anything like that, but they mm-hmm. apply to my life, my feelings, mm-hmm. my desires, they're at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my initial thought when it just comes to good anger, bad anger. I'm against that. Anger at its core, mm-hmm. that, that's anger. Nice. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Just by definition, it just means to be irritated. Like mm-hmm. that. It's weird because like we know that feeling when we have that feeling. Yeah. Right. But I, yeah, yeah, I love that phrase. Though. I'm against that. That makes it very clear in my head. And there can be yeah. good motivations for that or not so yeah. good. Be- because at probably in most Christian circles, we would say like, oh, you shouldn't get angry. But that, that's just like probably a natural like, Response, oh, Jesus right. is loving and anger and love. You know, they don't go together. That, that's that's more of a very surface level. <clears throat> but is the does the Bible tell us that all anger is bad? No. No, definitely not, mm-hmm. right? And so, because where James says, right, be angry, but and do sin. not sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or sin not. Like Sorry, Brad, I'm King James. I, I grew up a while ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so, and do not sin. And so, what are some good ways for us to identify, how do we know, how can we know, like, okay, this is a, uh, a good type of anger, you know, I would make a call back to last week when mm-hmm. we talked about the kingdom. Is it my kingdom or his kingdom? So it's when when we are defending heavenly kingdom priorities, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's good anger. Yeah. But when it's our inconvenience, selfish, you know, desires, I mean that's you know, that's bad anger. But if it's in the cause of the kingdom, it's it's good. And that's where Jesus gets angry. You think about really good. him mm-hmm. talking about, you know, if you mess with any of these little ones, I'm going to tie up. It's better to get a millstone tied around your neck and you're thrown in the sea. Mm. Let, you know, better that than you meet me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. angry, angry yeah. talk. You know, when I was listening to your sermon, Connell, one thing that came to my mind was like, man, how wrong is it of me when I make someone else anger? Mm-hmm. I, have I caused someone else to sin because of me like my oh. I was thinking about me on the road right if I cut, if I cut somebody off maybe yeah. I don't get mad about that but have I just like my careless driving mm-hmm. just caused someone else to get road rage like potentially like and when somebody gets mm-hmm. road rage because of something you've done on the road should that is that their fault or your fault I was like going down this wormhole yeah. in my mind like I was like <laughs> oh man like your sermon has really caused me to think about some behaviors that I have uh and so I just a shout out to weeks forward, next week I'm teaching and I'm teaching on like you know sexual desire. And one of the books that I read in preparation for this was Ray Ortland has a new book published by Crossway mm-hmm. called The Death of Porn, um, and he's really coming mm-hmm. at like just the porn industry. And he he talks about a righteous type of anger of mm-hmm. injustice in the world yeah. of like sex trafficking and slavery yep. and like he tells some personal stories in there of situations that he was in earlier in his life as a I think he was a a model of some kind in his younger years before he became a pastor hmm. of talking about witnessing some abhorrent things in that industry but not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And so and he he was kind of addressing a passivity that's in our culture today about we can witness wrongdoings in our world and and if we as long as we're not one directly involved we're like oh it's all good but 
he talks about the biblical view of that should lead us to like, how can we act on the behalf, how can we have a right type of anger and act on behalf of another who God has made in his image and he does not desire them to be in that situation from, um, you know, child poverty to mm-hmm. the sex industry yeah. to just so many things that we can look at and say, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just ask where he's yeah. going with that title, the death of porn? Is, is that a desire that porn goes away or it is dying or it causes death? He wants it. Yes, exactly. It's a really, it's a short read. So mm-hmm. uh, I would highly recommend it in the regard of, he, he just paints this picture and he, he form, formats it in the book of like six letters to of a, like his son is mm. kind of how he formats it in that regard wow. of, um, of like, w- this should be the next thing that we desire to kill mm. um, because of, and he well, kind of paints the good. picture of like racial rights. Um, like, and then he's saying like, this is the next thing we should seek to like kill this thing, like sanctity of life. You know, we, we like some, all <clears> this it's, pr- this is being a positive view of life. Yeah. Uh, because this industry is not a good thing. So it's right. it's a very interesting read in that regard. Um, and so th- those are good types of anger, right, of, of doing that. But what is mm-hmm. our, how do we figure out it's our kingdom versus God's kingdom? Is there anything else any of you would add of like knowing how we can distinguish good versus bad anger? I do like the speed too, though. I mean, to me, it's like I think 99.99% of fast anger is wrong anger, mm, right? Really but good. just that emphasis of slow. And you think how, I mean, God's anger is coming, right? But it's on a slow train. That's really good, mm. Brad. Yeah. And, uh, and same with others, you know, again, just an awareness of how much we've been forgiven and all the anger that's being held back or sent to the cross on our behalf. You know, it's like we can be angry, but um, are we proceeding prayerfully? Are we going slowly? Are we talking it through, not jumping to conclusions. There's all kinds of things I think would point Yeah, that. that that definition of slow I think is so mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to your point about fast, 99.9% of fast anger is mm-hmm. probably bad anger. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important for us to step back mm-hmm. because to, to get back to what I was saying a little bit earlier, I think when we respond in a fast way to our anger, mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time is because <clears throat> my feelings are at stake, right? right? Mm. My ego's at stake mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to react to that really fast. Mm-hmm. I think when we step back, we can, we can really get some perspective on, okay, mm-hmm. why am I angry? What mm-hmm. am I angry at? Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives us that chance to say, is this bad anger or mm-hmm. is this good anger? Right. Let yeah. me step back. Let me look, mm-hmm. let me gain perspective, and then let me act. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in that book I was talking about earlier, um, Good and Angry, there are things in this world that we should get angry at, right? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. injustices, there's murders, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you talked about the sanctity of life, just life in general, abortion, things that are, are really, really hard that we should get angry about. Mm-hmm. But are we responding in a bad anger type of way because it's affecting our feelings and our ego or are mm-hmm. we responding in a good way yeah. right. because it's of the kingdom? Sure. Um, and just so to call, good it, point. call us back to week one of how we are called to engage. You're talking about, so we, we've, we've like laid out some steps here on anger of like, 
identifying it of like whose kingdom is at stake of like should I actually even be angry at this thing yeah. mm-hmm. you know is it coming against my kingdom or is this coming against God's kingdom mm-hmm. which if it's coming against God's kingdom is something we should be angry about and then okay we've we've taken a step back to okay identified which kingdom is this coming against to say should I even be angry at this mm-hmm. and then how should I engage mm-hmm. because we got to remember week one which is a week that I preach yep. of like how we're called to engage the world mm-hmm. is blessed are peacemakers mercy givers and yeah. pure at heart and right. so like we can't seek to be I, I think i said the phrase rebel rousers like mm-hmm. we can't get out there just to seek to make somebody else mad right yeah. and like and you said anger anger is personal and mm-hmm. interpersonal it yep. affects other people yeah so if you're going to really engage the world as a jesus follower mm-hmm. you you can't just be angry at the issue it, especially cause, since it's interpersonal and personal you may frustrate some people based on your stance, but you shouldn't go at it strictly to make them frustrated right. mm-hmm. and say, oh, I'll say this because that'll get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it can't be from that. That's not yep. a pure at heart motive. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's it, we have to be, you know, all those characteristics that you pointed out in Psalms, which is from Exodus 34, I believe, like mm. four, five, and six or something like that, that God is compassionate, mm-hmm. slow to anger steadfast and loving mm-hmm. kind. Like this mm-hmm. is who God is. And this is how we're in called to engage the world as well. Like mm-hmm. how long has God looked at humanity mm-hmm. and been slow to anger? Yeah. You know, he is, he is, you know, that, that literally means your nose is lo- hot and long. That slow to anger. That's what that original language is. It's like long, hot nose. And so it's like, it's, it's got a, what's a long, hot that's nose? That's exactly what it means. The original, original language. Is Have long, you seen Pinocchio? Hot <laughs> nose. And so it's like, it takes a long time for them to come to the end, their uh-huh. end. And so, but um, you're cre- but that's to create opportunities for repentance, create yeah. opportunities for redemption. God is so patient with us. So even if we're angry at something, there's opportunities, you know, for people to mm, repent, yeah. to turn around. And Brad, I'm so glad you brought up the king, God's kingdom versus our kingdom per mm-hmm. se. I think that's so foundational. Mm-hmm. And until we step back and look at those things, uh, I think 99.9% of the time we will respond in a bad yeah. way. So yeah. I'm glad you right. brought that up. But and, and also, but you can have the right priorities and be wrong in yeah. your response. Because, you, yep. know, you that's know, right. someone wants to say, you know, shoot an abortionist. That is horrible, evil, wrong. But yes. they say, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to defend God's kingdom. No, right, wrong, right. wrong, wrong. It's mm. that's a that's a a hot sinful response. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, so it's not just the priorities. You know, it's the prayerfulness. It's the yeah. yep. heart. You know, long suffering. You know, being as merciful with others as God has been with us. Yeah, yeah. it's good. And, and there's also this level that we could talk about of the right modes to engage someone else. You know. Um, we, we were joking back and forth uh, in time of your preparation of talking about social media as a, a primary source. You know, our source of anger you laid out is uh, all bad anger comes from the root of a sinful heart, right? Yeah. But there's some things that cause us to be angry. Mm-hmm. You know, even followers of Jesus who've had their hearts um, handed over to Jesus and said, all right, this is yours now. But for whatever reason, we're so angry. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, countless... Uh, people who've done some type of counseling, Christian counseling, pastoral counseling, have sat across a room from someone who says, I've been angry for a blank number of years, and they, they're they a person in their older age of their life, and they've been angry for 
decade. Yeah. I, I, yesterday I heard someone talk about 65 years of anger. Yeah, 65 years. And I, I have wow. multiple scenarios I could give you of people mm-hmm. saying, I've been married, I've been angry for 20 years, 40 years, 30 years. Like, I've, over the same thing. Over the same <laughs> thing. Not, not necessarily like living in an angry mode, but like, this is a thing I've not been able to let go of. And then we have people growing up in this next generation of the anxious anxious and angry generation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of social media being a primary source of, you know, just basically in these feedback loops of just getting more and more angry about those people. Mm-hmm. What? How do we engage that? Let's, let's split this into two categories as we wind down our conversation of talk to the person, Brad, who has been angry for a long, long time over one thing. What do they do next? Boy, I mean, that's such a good question. I mean, it's, I mean, just from a very pragmatic sense, you have to take a look at the toll that's taken on your life. It's that bitterness, right? Bitterness is the poison we drink hoping the other person dies, mm. right? It's just, it's not, it's, it's eating your soul. It's destroying you from a, just a very pragmatic point of view, you have to say, this isn't working. It's not right. Find another way. From a godly perspective, you just have to say, how do my crimes, you know, that God has forgiven compared to those crimes others have done to me? And um, because scripture makes it clear to hang on to that in an unrepentant fashion means you're really rejecting God's forgiveness. You don't understand God's forgiveness. You're not embracing God's forgiveness. It's not real for you if you can't forgive others. So it's just, it's, 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 yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. So how do they forgive? It's a great. How do they forgive? Yeah. So how do they do it? You know. Well, it's, it's, so it's I was trying to give you go. a cognitive approach. Maybe yeah, that's not So the cognitive approach was to like think differently, and then maybe you think differently that would release yeah. it. It's that great. But verse. I don't know if that's always the case. Just thinking differently. Yeah, that great verse that Paul gives us in Ephesians four thirty two. I looked it up because it brought to mind as mm-hmm. you were talking. Is you know Ephesians four thirty two is a great verse to remember. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, mm-hmm. just as in Christ God forgave you. So right. it's it's that com- that comparison of like right. man it's it's the parable Jesus gives about mm-hmm. the servant who mm-hmm. had a debt of like could not pay you know millions of dollars in modern day thinking he right. never was gonna be able to pay this off right and then the king said forgiven mm-hmm. and then he goes and finds his friend who owes him like ten dollars. And says, or whatever. There's a little more than ten. I mean, whatever you know, but it's still it was significant orders of magnitude. It was yet. significant, but right. it was not in comparison. It right, was, there was no comparison. And others looked at that situation and said, "That's not right," because he gets called out. Yeah, by he gets others, called out. He's but like, it's just Isn't like that the guy who just got forgiven by the king. You know, and and we so get it. He we, said we, it just like that. Yeah, too. he was like they just, they were just like that accent too. <laughs> and so, um, so in a person, are they think differently? Uh huh. Is the next step just do it? Just do it. Let go. <laughs> let it go, I, let it go. I, I don't know. Prayer, dwelling on it, I'm just trying to think of. Um, I don't know. I think, again, to me, I know what it's... I'm telling you what has gone on in my head. is just mm-hmm. that I have tried to just dwell on the cross, dwell uh, on yeah. Christ, dwell on... You know, what mercy has been extended to me? And then it becomes an opportunity, right? Because now I get the chance. I'll never, I mean, God doesn't expect us. We can't repay the debt, but we mm. can pay it forward in forgiving others. And just, again, 
you want for them what you have in Christ, right? You want them to mm-hmm. experience repentance. Yeah. Maybe your mercy towards them opens their eyes a little bit to the mercy of God. But those opportunities to now I get a chance while wronged to forgive and people can't yeah. explain it. All right, Connell, the youngin Sorry. on the podcast. We're going to I always feel like two. Daniel's got a little bit more. It's like, hmm. <laughs> That's about 60% of the answer. No, I liked it, Red. I liked it. It's good. <laughs> so, Connell, the youngin on the podcast, talk about social media for the next generation, oh. for older older folks listening who who basically maybe spend a lot of time. I've heard about on, Facebook. What's that on about? The inter- <laughs> on the internet of listening to people, you know, get them so as my, my grandparents probably say, riled up about mm. issues in our culture, mm-hmm. political uh, life scenarios of different policies and how they affect each other. And that, that just makes somebody angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do they need to do? Wow. Um, yeah, I, I love this generation. I love Generation Z. What's after Generation Z? Alpha, I think. They're talking about Alpha. They're just going back to the beginning of the alphabet. Generation Z and Generation Alpha. I, obviously, I have a deep, deep passion for for these generations. I think it's the loneliest generation mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, and they want to use their voice, so they take it to social media because they feel like they don't have a voice person to person. Yeah. I, I'm not going to tell everyone to get off social media. I'm on social media. Um, but what I would suggest for any anybody is understand your triggers. Mm. Um, understand, if you can understand what triggers your anger or what triggers bad emotion, like, I think you should think about that seriously. Mm-hmm. And so if you're recognizing every time you get on a social media app that you're getting angry, it's probably a trigger. If 50% of the time you're getting on social media and you're angry, it's probably a trigger. Or you can even get more intentional, right? If every time you read so-and-so's yeah, post, sure, sure. or every time yep. you listen to a TikTok from this creator, sure, that makes you angry. That, that could be a helpful trigger too. Maybe it's not just... Triggers. Yeah. Maybe it's not holistically like social media is the devil. Sure. But yeah. it's maybe like, man, there's, there's agendas that are being pushed and this person, I can only listen to so much before I yes. get, you know, kind of fired up mm-hmm. in that regard. So when you understand your triggers and when you can... S- see where you're getting angry, I think then you can best get to the root of your anger or get to the problem and make Mm -hmm. a solution Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. your anger. Uh, I talk a little bit about Sunday, the deepest part of your anger, the root of your anger, of your bad anger is the sinful heart, right? Just as deep as the problem, so ought to be the solution. So the solution can't just, you can't just throw a surface level. I'm going to fast from social media for a day. Well, you're you're probably not going to fix your trigger if you're just deleting Instagram for a day, right? Mm -hmm. Deleting Facebook for a day, you know? I I think in Um, each one of these, as I jump in here, I think each one of these antithesis statements, which is what these are, like Jesus taking a cultural teaching and literally teaching the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. And so the teachers of the law of the day were saying murder is only when and then, you know, you physically take someone's life. But Jesus says, murder, actually, I'm, I'm taking this application and bringing it way out and saying right. it's, it's anger equals murder. And next week we'll see that lust equals adultery, mm-hmm. not just a physical act. And so mm-hmm. um, with these antithesis statements, he's doing this application, and this application seems so far out. 
right? The far out application says, if anybody says Raka, which is like mm-hmm. you mindless imbecile, yeah. right? You're uh, empty. You're empty. You're empty, worthless. Empty minded person. Yep. Uh, anybody who says that has committed murder in their heart. So this is the application. Therefore, abandon your gift and your altar um, and go and reconcile with that person. So mm-hmm. what, what are you willing to go to to fix this? Yeah. Um, and so there's this, there's this physical act of, of like obedience so that, that maybe, maybe it is that social media fast, Mm -hmm. but then you can't just stay at the surface, right? Right. You can't just stay at the surface. You got to move deeper because there's ultimately a bigger root issue later in the gospel of Matthew, Matthew six in the sermon, Jesus will talk about the eye being the lamp Mm -hmm. of the body and Mm -hmm. whatever you let in is what'll get in. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, an old Southern saying is what's down in the well comes up in the bucket, right? If if you constantly intake (laughs) negative things, darkness, if you want to say it, if you negative, if you constantly intake negative voices Mm -hmm. or people who literally get paid to be spokespersons of anger, you're going to be angry. Yeah. And so you got to know this. You got to use some discernment, some self-reflection on these things so that you're able to, to be wise in how you're dealing with other people. Yeah. Um, and so like your times is like the person who's been angry for a long time, if mm-hmm. they constantly stew on that, if that's yeah. all they think about, yeah. they're going to be angry. Mm-hmm. So you got to fix your eyes somewhere else right. so that you're able to produce. That's it right there. Uh, fix your eyes. Yeah. And I, I'll re- go back to what Brad said. Mm-hmm. You can't do it without Jesus. You mm-hmm. can't do it without looking at him. Right. I think one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, talking about Jesus. Uh, He's not a high priest that doesn't understand. He does understand. He sympathizes with our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Man, anger might be a weakness for you. Mm. I know it is for me in areas. No, yeah. And I can't do it on my own. I cannot fix my bad anger on my own. I have to look to the cross. I have to look to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no better way. And there's no there. better way. Man, mm-hmm. Jesus has journeyed your journey. Mm-hmm. And so bring him in. Invite mm-hmm. him into your struggle, whether that's bad anger, uh, anxiety, whatever it is, we have to look to him or else we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. Thanks so much for tuning in this week's episode of A Little Better. Can't wait to hang out with you again next week.